0: Welcome to the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week.
1: Even if you pay a premium for the shipping cost, it takes two or three times as long to get to the UK as it did before. But there's so much unknowns and chaos.
2: I was keen that we left the EU. And and I'm old enough to remember a time when we had to work out how many bottles we could bring in when we came back from our European holidays. I knew there would be a charge for us to continue to make these purchases.
3: I actually tried to make sense of all of those different charges on the government's website and wow, I very quickly gave up. It is hugely complex.
0: I think there are literally thousands of different different rates that can apply. Along with WITCH experts Jenny Ross and Hannah Downs, this week we're taking a deep dive into the murky territory of post-Brexit delivery charges. We'll be hearing your stories of unexpected fees and discussing what's making your online shopping from the EU more expensive, as well as what happens if you choose not to pay and how all the changes affect your right to a refund. We are WITCH. It's now nearly six months on since the UK officially left the European Union. This was, of course, as we were all preparing to welcome in the new year and leave 2020 very much behind us at 11pm on the 31st of December. But the long and complex negotiations actually came to a close on Christmas Eve. And here's the Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, with the address that followed.
2: Tidings, glad tidings of great joy, because this is a deal a deal to give certainty to business and travelers and uh, all investors in our country from the 1st of January, Uh, a deal with our friends and partners in the EU. You remember the oven-ready deal by which we came out on January the 31st? That oven-ready deal was just the start of this is the feast, full of fish, uh, by the way. And I believe it will be the basis of a happy and successful and stable partnership with our friends in the EU for years to
0: come. The so-called Feastful of Fish was announced there by the Prime Minister as, I quote, a deal to give certainty to businesses and travellers and all investors in our country. Now, before we get specifically into delivery charges, Jenny, generally speaking, has the deal delivered that certainty we've been longing for since the UK voted to leave in 2016? Yes
3: and no is the slightly uh, unsatisfying short answer, I think, Alicia. Mm. I mean, stock markets definitely responded positively to the news of the deal um, back on the 24th of December and took it to mark the end of a really extended period of of huge uncertainty but the the difficulty is that as we all know sadly there's been an even bigger cause of uncertainty in the past year or so thanks to the pandemic Mm. so when you look at different parts of the economy it's it's really hard to say you know oh yes we know exactly where we stand now thanks to the Brexit deal because Covid is is still causing so much disruption. You know, if you take if you take travel, we know that going on holiday to Europe is not going to be as simple as it used to be now that the UK has left the EU because, you know, things like you won't be able to use uh, EU lanes at border control, you'll need at least um, six months of val- validity left on your passport. But now there are obviously so many other complications and unknowns um, in the shape of vaccine passports, testing, quarantine and so on. Yeah, I think the reality is that it will be a while until people can really step back and and take stock of the impact of the Brexit deal. Because, well, first of all, it hasn't been in place for long. Six months is is no time at all. But secondly, the impact of the pandemic is proving much more immediate for, for most of us right now.
0: And on delivery charges, again, while this deal has provided some clarity here, there still remains a lot of confusion for shoppers buying from EU retailers, as we found when we surveyed just over 2,000 members of the public. Hannah, you led on this project. Can you talk us through the kinds of issues people have been experiencing?
4: Two in five of us who ordered products since the end of the Brexit transition period experienced issues. One in four people experienced delays, while one in ten were asked to pay additional handling or delivery fees, and these ranged from £1 all the way up to £300. As well as deliveries, returns have also become more complicated in some cases. 87% of people in our survey who had returned items to the EU since the Brexit transition period ended experienced issues, such as delays, unexpected paperwork and extra charges. A lack of clear information on how online shopping has changed by Brexit means many of these charges and processes have come as a real surprise to consumers.
0: There's some striking figures there and we've got some real examples of the kinds of fees people are being expected to pay and how out of the blue and unknown the whole process is. Here's Kevin with his experience of online shopping after Brexit.
2: For years, my wife and I have, have purchased cosmetics made from olive oil, cosmetics and, and soap-based products. I, I, I make no um, secret of it, um, I, I'm, I was keen that we left the EU and, and I'm old enough to remember a time when we had to work out how many bottles we could bring in when we came back from our European holidays. Therefore, I knew there would be a charge for us to continue to make these purchases. They're roughly about um, 200 euros. I got the usual invoice paid for the euros. uh, And at the point of delivery with the product was in the UK, I got a, a series of communications from DHL, SMS message on my phone, and I think in an email. So that was fine. I was a little bit concerned about security, you know, member of which I'm I'm more than um regularly following all of the, the, the scam issues. So anyway, I was a bit cautious about that. And um but I did follow it. The the value of the charge was £42.69. And so I, I rang the number they provided which um was a, a call handling service, well informed, but um I was confused, terribly confused about what the extra charges were, and um, I, I couldn't work it out. When I came off off the call, I did some further searching. I saw your website. I realized what I paid was just that. I didn't pay customs duty, and I now know why, but I paid an additional charge of £11 to DHL.
0: So Kevin ended up having to pay over 25% extra in fees there, which could really sting you if you're not expecting it. And that's without any further custom duty charges, which we'll get on to later. But if we take value added tax or VAT first, Jenny, how has paying VAT on stuff from the EU changed post Brexit? Well, first of all, what hasn't changed is the fact
3: that we have to pay VAT on goods coming from the EU. That was the case before Brexit. That is still the case. The difference is that it's no longer always charged at the point of purchase. Now, the key, the magic number here is £135. If you are buying something from an EU retailer for less than £135 VAT, which is typically 20%, should still be automatically included in the price that you pay at the checkout. But if you go over the 135 pound threshold, In most cases, what will happen then is that VAT has to be paid at the point of delivery. So that means you could ultimately be asked by the delivery company when they come to give you your parcel to pay the VAT before they'll actually hand it over. And as Hannah has alluded to there, that
0: could be a bit of a nasty surprise uh, if that wasn't made clear on the website. And what about the other charge Kevin mentioned, which was billed for by his delivery company, DHL? Hannah, how much are companies charging, and how can you expect to be billed for handling costs?
4: So, some delivery firms have added on extra charges for orders from the EU, um, and this is to account for the for the cost of clearing items through customs. The charges really do vary between different delivery firms. So, Royal Mail, for example, charges an eight pound handling fee for parcels incurring customs charges. DPD charges five pounds. DHL has a minimum charge of £11. So it's well worth double checking this and and what your courier is charging if you do decide to order something from Europe.
0: And in addition to delivery or handling fees and VAT, you could also be charged for what's known as import or custom duties. Again, we've heard so many stories from you about this. Jenny, when do you need to pay it and, and how much can it set you back?
3: unlike VAT, which we have always had to pay on um, on orders uh, from the EU, customs duty is a newer tax for for, for all of us now that the UK has left the EU. It's a tax on goods coming into the country. It doesn't apply to goods moving within the EU. And so that's why it uh, would never have applied to UK shoppers buying things uh, from the EU until the end of the Brexit transition period. But since January, if you're buying something from uh, the EU on top of VAT, you could now also have to pay customs duty if your order is worth more than that threshold of £135 that I mentioned earlier the exact rate of customs duty that you'll have to pay depends on what type of item you've ordered, what it's made of, where it's coming from, but can be anything up to 25%. I actually tried to make sense of all of those different charges on the government's website. And wow, I very quickly gave up. It is hugely <laughs> complex. I think there are literally thousands of different different rates that can apply. But yeah, 0% to 25% is, is the range that you're looking at. Looking at. So Putting that into into practice, because I appreciate it's, it's really hard to make sense of all of these, um, all of these numbers. Let's say you buy some trainers from a French website for £150. So crucially above the £135 threshold. And let's say that the customs duty is 10 percent. That is an extra £15 that you'll have to pay at delivery. Then on top of that, you've got import VAT, which is actually charged not just on the cost of the goods themselves, but on the total cost of getting the goods to you. So crucially, that includes customs duty. That works out as an extra £33 in VAT. And then, as Hannah has just mentioned, you've got the courier's admin fee, which, um, for the sake of argument, let's take Royal Mail, that charges £8. So that's £15 custom duty 33 pounds VAT eight pounds uh, delivery admin charge all in all you're looking at extra charges of 56 quid once the trainers have reached you that is more than a third of their original price so if you weren't if you weren't expecting that yeah yet again it's
0: it's a pretty nasty surprise. It clearly is coming as a surprise to many people. We've got an example here from Charlie, who says that he was asked to cover £218 of customs duty and import VAT and a clearance fee, he says, uh, costs, which was about 30% of the value of of the contents of the parcel he was delivered. And, And he goes on to say that, you know, these charges weren't made clear on the website before he ordered. So, Hannah, what happens if you don't want to pay these charges and you refuse.
4: If Charlie decides that he doesn't want to pay these charges, the courier might send back the item to the sender, at which point he could try and get a refund this way, but it might be uh, it might be more of a complicated process for securing a refund. There is also a risk that the courier might end up destroying or abandoning the parcel, which
0: obviously would would make it even more difficult for Charlie to try and get his money back. And then what about if you want to return something you've bought from the EU? Because I know I had a small panic when I realized an order I placed in the new year was coming from Europe. I would bought a puffer jacket in a couple of sizes, planning to keep only one. And thankfully, I then realized the company covers all costs and still offers free returns as, as I expected. Now, the added load on businesses we'll we'll touch on in a moment. But first, Hannah, if you have paid VAT, import and delivery fees, can you get that money back if you no longer want the item? And and taking a step back even, have your rights to a refund changed at all since the deal? So you can
4: still return things that you've ordered from the EU and a lot of your rights and rules will, will kind of stay the same. The main difference is that you now need to complete a customs declaration form, which includes the item's description, weight and value um, when sending the parcel back. You can ask for a refund on the VAT and import charges as well. um, And you need to complete another form in order to do this. But we're, we're yet to really see how straightforward this process is at the moment.
0: And as well as consumer detriment, we've also heard so many stories of business owners working through these changes. Here's Kenneth, who runs 6876, an independent menswear clothing brand in Manchester, with his experience so far.
1: Well, I think initially, you know, the the issues you've got to pay duty and VAT on your production orders coming into the UK. So, you know, that's not, not something that you're used to doing. And that has to affect the cash flow There's a reticence from European manufacturers to to take British cloths. And a lot of people don't understand that the the manufacturing process supply chain is quite complex. You know, you can have fabrics and trims from lots of different countries all being assembled in, you know, say, Portugal, which is where I manufacture a lot. Shipping costs have gone up dramatically. Uh, The time that it takes things to be shipped has gone up dramatically, you know, because you've got all these. Uh, product commodity codes and different ways of doing things so you know everyone's workload's increased by at least a third, it used to be like ok I'm using some fabric from Italy and it's going to Portugal so please send me the invoice, I'll pay it and now because we're not in the EU even though the fabric's being shipped from Italy to Portugal, we if the British company pays for it, you have to pay that also you, even if you pay a premium for the shipping cost, it takes two or three times as long to get to the UK as it did before You know, there's so much unknowns and chaos, it's unbelievable. And then it it goes on to the real problem, which is selling product to customers in the EU. Because a lot of customers in the EU, one, it's tailed off, people buying from the EU. Two, you either leave it liable to the customer to pay the duty in VAT, or you get your shipping company to do it for you, and then they invoice it back to you. But then there's a processing charge for them doing that for you and their shipping costs have also gone up so you know like a parcel that maybe cost 12 pounds before to go to paris or something would have an extra five pound processing charge and probably an extra three or four pound shipping charge on top and will probably take longer so you know the european customers they don't know what they're going to be paying for products on shopify You have an abandoned cart system, which is quite good, so you can see people being interested that haven't bought. I mean, the majority of those now are people in the EU.
0: Hannah, here in Kenneth, it's yet more unknowns, and as he puts it, chaos. And obviously it seems there needs to be some changes here to make delivery charges and their processes and returns better for both customers and businesses. But until then, as a shopper, what advice would you give to anyone shopping from the EU? How can you stay safe and prepare yourself for any extra costs?
4: Well, the first thing is probably to to check when you're shopping online where your order is coming from. If it is coming from a European country, you need to make sure that all the fees have been included in the overall price at the checkout. If it's not clear, it's well worth contacting the retailer before you place your order so you're not um, sort of hit with any unexpected costs when your item gets to the UK. If you are hit with an unexpected cost and you're not 100% sure that it that it looks or sounds right, then it's well worth contacting the retailer and the courier for a breakdown of the charges to make sure that everything you're kind of being charged um, is is in line with, what, with what's right. In terms of staying safe when shopping online, a lack of clarity around charges could give scammers an opportunity to mislead online shoppers. So we've seen a recent surge in Royal Mail scam texts, claiming that a parcel is being held due to an unpaid shipping fee. And this really does show how fraudsters are already finding ways to take advantage of people's uncertainty over post-Brexit costs. If you're in doubt over any texts or emails from courier services, make sure you don't enter any personal details and contact the courier directly to check that it's genuine. You can also report any suspicious activity to the National Cyber Security Centre as well
0: thanks so much to hannah and jenny for joining us today and thank you for listening to today's show as always if you've got a comment or question on anything we've mentioned please let us know in the comments wherever you're listening to the podcast or on social media at which money and for more advice on shopping from the eu on charges and your rights head to which.co.uk forward slash delivery fees This episode of The Witch Money Podcast was produced and edited by Rob Lilly with additional support from Ian Aikman and Kim Carver.